You're listening to Dare to Be, a podcast that will host creators and curators of literature, nonfiction, poetry, art, music, dance, photography, and more in a discussion about what drives their passions, fuels their inspiration, and how their daring ideas and projects come to be. And I'm your host, Crystal Davis. Hello. Thank you for joining us. This is our second episode of Dare to Be. I am your host, Crystal Davis. And once again, I'm very excited to have our guest today. His name is C. Brian Williams. He is the founder and executive director of Step Africa, a very wonderful international dance company based here in Washington, D.C. And I actually met Brian a number of years ago when I was a volunteer with Step Africa. I remember helping them with some of their fundraising and some of their performances when they were celebrating their annual anniversary celebrations. And I grew a very genuine fondness for the company and its mission and what Brian was trying to accomplish. So I'm happy to have him here today. And Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me, Crystal. It's nice to talk to you. (laughs) Thank you. So Brian, for people who are not familiar with stepping, could you explain to them what the dance and the art form exactly is? Yes, of course. Um, Stepping is an art form created by African-American college students in the early 1900s who were members of African-American Greek letter organizations called fraternities and sororities. In stepping, these groups would use their hands, their feet, and their bodies, and their voice as an instrument in order to express love and pride for their respective organizations. And it's been in development in the United States of America for really the last 100 years. For Step Africa, we first came across this art form called the South African Gumboot Dance. I saw this art form crystal when I was living in Johannesburg in uh, 1991, actually. And I was struck by the similarities between this percussive South African art form that's created by men who worked in the mines, the diamond and gold mines of South Africa. And I was really struck by the incredible similarities to the tradition of stepping. But the fascinating thing was that at that time, I knew nothing about this art form and they definitely do nothing about this about stepping in the united states so step africa was really created to bring stepping to the african continent for the first time in history is what we like to say but also bringing these two distinct art forms that were also so incredibly similar together Now, Brian, you started Step Africa back in 1994, and so many years later, it's grown and matured into this wonderfully recognized organization. It's one of the top 10 African-American dance companies internationally known, but based here in the U.S., and such a a following and such a respect among the folks in the arts community and among your peers. How does that make you feel? You know, it's so funny. I don't get a chance to reflect on it a lot, but I do understand that Step Africa and myself, the donors, the board, volunteers, and of course the dancers have really been working hard over the last 21 years to keep the organization not just alive, but thriving, if you will. And I still think there's so much more for us to do. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next 20 years, actually. With that being said, what do you think is your ultimate goal for Step Africa? Right now, you're concentrated on arts and arts education in terms of stepping and sharing that art form with students and with people, not only 
only here in the U.S., but internationally. What do you think will be Step Africa 20 years from now? Well, Step Africa really, I mean, as the first, you know, professional company in the world dedicated to this tradition of stepping, it's been a fascinating journey for the last 20 years, just seeing how much we could do both creatively and in terms of our work with children, with the tradition, with the art form of stepping. I mean, when we began, Crystal, it was so interesting. No one really recognized stepping as an art form, you know. Uh, I got lots of lots of uh, doubt in terms of the capacity for people to receive stepping as a performance art form that would be welcome onto stages like the Kennedy Center and the Lincoln Center and opera houses around the world. But, you know, in the past 21 years, we've been able to do just that. And I think it shows that when, especially African-American culture, when we really invest and take care of our artistic traditions, that really the sky is the limit. So for the next 20 years, I mean, I'm just looking for more exciting artistic collaborations that will continue to push the company forward. I mean, so far we have done so many things. We've collaborated with symphonies and spiritual music, spiritual songs, and we're getting ready for an amazing collaboration with Jacob Lawrence's iconic migration series in partnership with the Phillips Collection here in Washington, D.C. and and Washington Performing Arts. So I'm just looking forward to seeing what else inspires and more importantly, what our audience says they want us to do. that's, That's really beautiful to hear. I look forward to those performances. What are your inspirations when you are looking to constantly innovate Step Africa and, and keep it noteworthy and keep it relevant to current art forms today. What do you look to or who do you look to for your inspirations? Well, I, I attend a lot of performances, as you can imagine, in the arts. I try to, a lot of times, I'm sure people, some of your listeners who are in the arts, who are creating work, can sometimes say they're so busy creating work, they don't get a chance to see work. But I really work hard to stay out there as much as possible and see what else is happening, not just in the United States, but in Europe and Asia and Africa and other parts of the world. And that kind of just that exposure, you know, I used to say to, you know, young people that that we work with, that exposure is everything. That's what kind of keeps me and the company inspired. In the same way, I really encourage, you know, my dancers, the artists, to also see as much work as possible to stay open to different traditions and cultures and, and possibilities, because that's going to come into play when we enter the dance studio to create new performances and also when we eventually hit the stage. Okay. Step Africa has had a lot of success over the last few years. I know you recently performed at the White House, which I can only imagine was like this, you know, monumental uh, milestone for you. But I know the journey for Step Africa probably hasn't always been easy, which you mentioned earlier. How did you keep inspired? How did you keep persevering, even with all your successes, but even with your setbacks or failures? How did you stay positive and stay grounded and knowing that this is what you knew was something that was good, was something that you knew was going to be successful and that you knew if you kept working at it, you know, was going to pay off in the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is a question that I get asked by a lot of young people, it seems, who are seeking to start not just artistic organizations or nonprofits, but even for-profit businesses or entrepreneurs of any stripe, right? And what I try to encourage them to do is to really think I mean, make sure that whenever you choose to start an an entity and an organization from the ground up, as I did with Step Africa, without question, you're going to be tested, you know, daily, if not, I mean, weekly, if not daily, 
right? If not hour, I would say. There will be tremendous doubt, but you should listen to that doubt and just, you know, at least hear it, acknowledge it, and then just maybe hope that if it's really something that you really want to do, you'll find a place within you that is more important than all the doubt and all the difficulties you may experience, you know, or you may not experience. And I definitely found that pretty early on in Step Africa. I mean, when I, when I came up with the idea, it was, I mean, it was amazing how much resistance there was in terms of believing that people would even consider stepping an art form. I mean, quite honestly, even the, the people who com, com created the art form, uh, the fraternity and the sorority, looked at it not even as a dance form, looked at it as a private ritual that uh, maybe should not be shared. So, But I felt deeply that stepping was a part of our, of our culture that, that could be shaped and could be shared and could be used as an incredible tool for children, not just African-American children, but children everywhere. And I think that's where Step Africa has had like really tremendous success. I think at this point, we may have taught over 500,000, 750,000 children have seen or experienced Step Africa around the world. And that will continue in the years to come. I know that you typically have a group of students that train and travel and perform with you throughout the year. And I know one student in particular that goes to DC public schools here was recently accepted to Penn State University. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, how great or instrumental was Step Africa in his development and, and his journey towards such a great institution like Penn State? Well, you know, you're talking about um, a new initiative of Step Africa in partnership with D.C. public schools and the U.S. Embassy in Croatia, the State Department here in D.C., all helped to create a really life-changing experience for this young man when he journeyed with Step Africa to Croatia last year for a really important project that we've been doing there. Um, it's called Step Africa International Youth Exchange, and it's based upon our summer camp that we first developed over 10 years ago here in Washington, D.C. At this program, we bring kids, in partnership with the U.S. Embassy, we bring kids from all high school aged from throughout Europe who all come to Zagreb, Croatia, a country that is absolutely stunning, but many people prior to going at least in the African-American community, had not heard of, to um, to learn this tradition of stepping with Step Africa artists. And last year, for the first time, we were able to take 10 students from D.C. public schools to experience that camp, that program with us. And a lot of the, the young people come back saying that for them, it was really life-changing. And that feels good because it kind of merges Step Africa's love of work overseas while also maintaining a strong presence back home. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. Oh, great. Is this an initiative that's going to continue for you in the years to come? We're hoping so. I mean, you know, um, last year we took 10 young boys to Croatia. This year we were able to take 10 young girls. And I think they had an equally life-changing experience. And um, we'll actually be featuring them at our annual gala uh, in D.C. this summer. Okay. And that gala is going to be on June 9th, correct? Exactly. Yeah, this will be our celebration of 21 years. It's Thursday, June 9th here in Washington, D.C. at uh, this really amazing space at Union Market uh, called Doc 5. And um, the board of directors of Step After will be there. We'll be performing as well. And Andre Wells is our gala chair. It's a really special evening for Step After that really allows us to, that allows us to raise money to do all this great work around the world each year. OK, that sounds like that's going to be an amazing, amazing event. Over the years, how many 
countries has Step Africa traveled to? Like, how many miles <laughs> have you racked up? Because it seems like every time I um, see a post from you on Facebook or Twitter, it's like, okay, Brian is just gone. He's <laughs> We're not going to see him in D.C. anytime soon. But I'm just wondering, like, how many countries, how many passport stamps do you have now? Well, you know, I was asking one of my dancers this question, who's only been in the company for eight years. And, of course, Step Africa is 21 years old. And he has, I think... 55 stamps in his passport. Wow. So, you know, in eight years, he's gone to that many countries. And I said, are you sure, man? He said, yes. So I don't, I don't even know how many I have at this point since I've been doing it since 1994. And even before that, I was traveling. And, you know, you know, it was important to realize, because, well, you know, a lot of the people, when Step Africa first started, when in 1994, we were taking students from Howard University to South Africa, many of them did not even have passports, mm. 90%. And to this day, some of our artists, when they enter the company, they may or may not have a passport, they, but they definitely do not have extensive international travel. So as part of our mantra as well is that we want to really create citizens of the world, you know, opportunities for our community, our culture to really get out there and celebrate not just African-American history and culture, but our American-ness, if you will. But as much as we travel, Crystal, I got to tell you that even though um, I'm gone a lot, we maintain a lot of work here in Washington, D.C., our home base with teaching artists and our arts education programs that are really in D.C. public schools and Maryland and Virginia almost every day of the year. So and I, I'm really happy about that because a lot of people don't know that, yes, I might be in Croatia on a tour, an international tour with the company, but we still have three or four artists who are going to D.C. public schools every day teaching and serving young people here in the United States. Now, that's wonderful to hear that you are making it a point to stay very rooted in the D.C. community. I, I do see a lot of posts from people it's like, OK, Step Africa is at this school, at that school. And I'm wondering, like, how do you guys split so much of your time? It's like you're you're literally in two or three places, if not two or three countries at mm-hmm. once. So it's, it's really wonderful to hear that. This is Crystal Davis. You're listening to Dare to Be. Our guest today is C. Brian Williams, founder and executive director of Step Africa. You're listening to Dare to Be. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can always find these episodes on our site at creativeanddaring.com, a business and online community for artists, creators, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to get the help they need showcasing their best work, amplifying their social media presence, and showing their uniquely creative and daring voices. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Creative and Daring. Welcome back. You're listening to Dare to Be. Now, Brian, as part of the podcast for Dare to Be, we want to also help our listeners get inspiration and tips from you as to how they can start their own creative and daring ventures. And you touched on this earlier, but I wanted to know, do you have like three specific tips or bits of insight for listeners who are thinking about starting their own arts and education nonprofit, like in terms of networking or funding. I know those were always 
mm-hmm. key ideas that I remember hearing from you time and time again when I was volunteering with Step Africa. So do you have three little bits of advice or nuggets that you can share? Sure. I think the first one I would say one piece of advice for young entrepreneurs is to take your time, right? I I recently posted on Facebook this article that really got a lot of traction, lots of shares and whatnot. Talked about overnight success takes at least 10 years, right? Wow, okay. So, and the delusion of overnight success, you know, there's a lot of talk in our culture about, you know, reality, all of a sudden you're a star, you know, one day you're doing this, next day you're a billionaire, right? And that may happen every once in a while. But for the most part, the article was talking about when you do the research, is that most people that we've just come to know as overnight sensations have really been in the game and working hard for maybe at least 10 years, right? And they're just now coming to our our, our part of the world, right? Our, our, our social media page, but mm-hmm. they've been out there doing this work for a long time. So I'd like to tell people that invest in the process and really don't try to rush it. Just take the time and small steps are good steps as long as they're forward steps. And uh, you might even hit a backward step or two, but uh, <laughs> that's one thing I like to really encourage. Um, number two, I would say is, you know, ideas are great individually. I mean, like, you know, ideas start in your head like step africa started in my head as on a plane from south africa to spain as what i wanted to do with the rest of my life or at least for the next year of my life i didn't have the rest of my life planned i just had maybe the next six months to a year planned and step africa was an idea but once it hits your head it is good to share it as quickly as possible with people who you trust who may also get behind the idea Like if I had kept Step Africa so close and just in my head, it might not have ever had the chance to grow because I'm holding it too tight, you know, and release a little bit. I know sometimes we're scared people will take our ideas or take advantage of us and we won't get our fair share. But I've learned that we have to release it in order for it to grow. Find the balance between protecting it, but also uh, sharing as well. Okay. And my last suggestion would be money. I mean, money is not the only barrier to launching a new initiative, right? Although we may think that to be the case. What I tried to do with Step Africa from the very beginning is to keep my overhead, you know, business overhead as a things you have to have in order to maintain the business very, very low. So, you know, I may not get a new car. I may, instead of having my own office, I would do shared office space, Versus having my own marketing person, I might share a marketing person with an organization. Just different ideas you can come up with to keep your overhead as low as possible so that you can be flexible and make things happen and not be saddled by debt, if you will, or expenses that may limit your decision making and your growth potential, especially in the early years. Now, even to this day, I work very hard to control our expenses. Step Africa doesn't have its own fabulous space somewhere. We share space in a fabulous theater in Washington, D.C. So we still get access to all the amazing space. It's not necessarily ours to ourselves, but we don't necessarily need that. What we're more interested in is serving people where they are in schools, in theaters, on stage, all over the world. So our home base, we can sacrifice on that. So that's just probably my final tip. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Now, when you're looking at the evolution of Step Africa over like the next five or 10 years and how so many other different art forms within the African-American community are getting more prominence and um, more visibility, especially art forms like ballet. When you look at people like Misty Copeland and initiatives like Brown Girls Who Ballet, do you think that's something that or an art form that you think Step Africa would probably collaborate with ballet or maybe other forms of dance, considering that they're getting more visibility and more acceptance among African-Americans? Sure. I mean, the great thing about Step African collaborations are that we're very, very open. It's a matter of the interest at the time and the project that makes sense. And so I'm very, you know, I don't really have any resistance to any art form whatsoever in terms of potential collaborations. I'm very excited about Misty Copeland and what she may do for young African-American women who are may dream of becoming ballet dancers at some point. But as much as I love ballet and that opportunity for African-American children, I also think we should invest more deeply in art forms that, that we We've created, that we've started, that we've mm-hmm. developed. You know, I mean, I think that's what I've been doing with step, Stepping for years is trying to invest heavily in an art form that is rooted deeply in African-American culture and history, right? So mm-hmm. classical modern dance is ap- classical dance out of Europe is stunning. Modern dance, you know, one of America's indigenous art forms is also stunning. We can do those things too. But, you know, there are other art forms that we should also pay great attention to and, and help to, help to uh, increase their development as well. Because, you know, if we don't invest in these traditions, then the question is what happens to them, you know? Do you ever have a fear that maybe after you retire, you know, 20 or 30 years from now, like who you'll pass on the Step Africa torch to? Is that ever no, I, no, I don't. I kind of, I kind of, I don't fear that at all because I'm working now to develop the next generation of leadership that would be able to take over Step Africa. So mm. that's what's so kind of cool about starting it so early. You know, for people who want to start initiatives, it's kind of good to start it in your early 20s or something like that because you know by the time you hit 45, you're really thinking about the next transitions, you know, for the organization. So I'm in an exciting position to where I'm able to watch, you know, right now I have 11 full-time dancers and they come from all over the country. And and this for the upcoming year, we're having auditions actually very soon in Washington, D.C., where we'll be looking for amazing talent from around the country to join Step Africa. And we're probably going to hire more artists than we ever have for the upcoming season because of the amount of work we have both in the United States and around the world. And for me, it's very exciting to see all these young people come into the organization, learn these skills, develop as artists, get exposure to different traditions and art forms around the world. Because I know somewhere in there is going to be, you know, the next arts administration leader or the next great choreographer or the next great performer. And my role as a creator of an organization is to create opportunities for them. So I find that kind of like a blessing. Oh, that's good. It's, it's great to hear that you're already planning ahead for that um, that next crop of people that are contributing and give as much as you have. Brian, with all the work that you have done, all the tremendous impact you have made, and <laughs> this is something that I always think back to because I think everybody has a book within them. With all the information that you have and the insight do you see yourself writing a book talking about your Step Africa experience and how you grew the organization and all the success it had had and, you know, giving giving information to people who are creatives or want to start their nonprofit, sort of like your own little <laughs> Bible? Mm-hmm. 
on Step Africa and, and starting an initiative like that for someone else? I, I've been approached about that, you know, a couple of times about a book or some type of documentary on the creation of Step Africa. And personally, I feel like I still have a, li- a lot more work to do mm, with the okay. organization before I'm ready to just sit back and talk about it. I think that they w- I'm starting to get a lot more of that now after 21 years, which makes sense because it's a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. Step Africa now is one of the largest African-American arts organizations in the Washington, D.C. area. So I definitely have a story to tell, but I think I'd rather spend a little bit more time on the ground working, developing, and maybe in about another 20 years, it might be time to sit down and think about that. Okay. Well, if our show is still around <laughs> during that time, we'll so. send you on <laughs> to talk about that book. It's, it's really good to hear that it's something that you are thinking about and people are approaching you to write that story and, and document document all the work that you've done so far. I, well, I hope your show is very much around and doing very well because we, maybe I can give you the exclusive. <laughs> ah, I would love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to that. Now, do, you have any, do you have anything as we're closing that you would like to share for all the creatives or curators or artists out there who are listening to the show? Like one last piece of advice or takeaway based on what you've done so far with your life? I would say to all these creatives, let's try as hard as you can to be unique, right? One thing that has allowed South Africa to be so successful over the past 21 years is that when we started doing the work, uh, the way we were doing it in particular, no one else was, was making that happen. And in the arts field, sometimes I can see a lot of the same, you know, slightly different or a little bit different, but not amazingly different. And if you want to stand out in the arts world, in the creative field, then you have to find a new voice. And it can be very difficult because we're inundated with other images and and concepts and they become a part of us. So how are you able to create something new when you're inundated with so many different thoughts that people, other people see? So I would really encourage for them to maybe shut off just a little bit, disconnect just a touch, stay connected to what's happening, but create some room for yourself to really create and come up with something that maybe no one has ever seen before or an interpretation that's very distinct. And I think that's where you'll find your most satisfaction, first and foremost, but also um, your success. That is Great, terrific advice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining us. I love learning more about Step Africa and what you have in store for the company. For folks who are unfamiliar with Step Africa, uh, where can they learn more information about your organization, about your performances, and of course, where they can donate to your efforts? Oh, thanks for asking that. Um, Step Africa has a website, www.stepafrica.org. And we do spell Step Africa with a K, not the C. And of course, we're on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm trying to develop a Snapchat all under the Step Africa handle. Um, and very easy to find. And we'd love for people to follow us and uh, just get to know us. And if they want to donate to Step Africa and help us continue this work around the world and creating opportunities for students, they can also do so at www.stepafrica.org. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to visit creativeanddaring.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Creative and Daring. And remember to always, always be fearless and dare to be your most creative and unique self.